We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. The people of Oklahoma have spoken, and they've said that they don't want mask mandates in their schools. The Senate of Oklahoma passed a bill making it illegal to require masks of students in our schools, but the school teachers and principals and districts are defying the law. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. Okay, I spent one day off topic. I tried to get away from politics. I tried to get away from the news. COVID-19, COVID vaccines, and the lunacy of requiring all of us to wear a porous piece of paper or cloth over our face under the delusion that somehow this is going to keep us safe and that if you don't do so, you're a murderer and you're aiding and abetting homicide. That's actually being said right now, that if you don't want to cover your face with something that you know at best makes you feel uncomfortable and at worst may actually exacerbate the situation by forcing you to breathe dirty air, your own germs, and to restrict the amount of oxygen intake that you have into your body, the normal amount that you're supposed to have because of the way God made your body. And you know that you've perhaps already had COVID-19, and therefore you have natural immunity. And therefore you shouldn't be forced to wear something that doesn't work in the first place and is completely irrelevant to your situation because you're immune. The way God made your body, the way science confirms, and what we've all known for decades is that natural immunity is the way the human body defeats these things. But oh no, the smarter-than-thou folks that work in your local school, you know, those people with medical degrees, your school principals and superintendents, those medical doctors, you know, those folks, and those teachers, those 24-year-old teachers, those woke ones, those who have been off to medical school and know so much about science, so much that they actually don't even understand that a male is a reality as well as a female, is a biological fact. Those smart folks who spend all their time maligning our Constitution, degrading our Declaration of Independence, and besmirching the Bill of Rights, those smart folks, those folks that think the neo-Marxist movement of Black Lives Matter and its blatant racism that's grounded in critical theory, this class conflict, this racial conflict that's engendered by this theory, this ideology, this us against them, this victimization over virtue, which leads to nothing but violence and vengeance. 
Oh, you know, those folks, those folks that know so much about science that they're going to tell you how to live your lives are out there right now violating the law, ignoring the law, thumbing their nose at Oklahoma law because they know better than you stupid rubes that live out in the heartland and just want to be left alone to raise your own kids and are doing nothing other than asking your local schools to teach your kids how to count that 2 plus 2 is 4 and saying so is not a product of white privilege but just a fact and that biology is real, physiology is a fact and maybe doubling down on some of those basics of science would be a good thing to do in the classroom rather than teaching our kids, quote-unquote, how to engage in their first time, which is what Joy Hoffmeister's own page on Oklahoma's education official website calls for. Yeah, go one or two clicks in, and you'll see that what your kids are being taught by Joy Hoffmeister and her website is how to engage in their first time. Maybe just teach them how to write. Maybe just teach them how to read. Maybe just teach them how to count. Maybe just teach them that the Constitution is a good thing and not a bad thing, and that America is exceptional and not something that should be maligned. Maybe we could just do that in our public schools with our tax dollars. Maybe, maybe that would be a good place to start. But oh no, No, these smart folks that are screwing up everything else and basically gutting the very soul of our culture are now telling you that they have no intention of abiding by the law of Oklahoma and that they're going to require masks in our schools anyway. I'm going to share a real story with you out of Tulsa Public Schools on how a teacher down there that's trying to fight the good fight, somebody that actually has a head on his shoulders rather than up his rear, somebody that actually understands what science is and demands facts rather than just fawning over the feelings of those who fancy themselves as our betters, a good teacher in Tulsa Public Schools, who essentially has been threatened if he won't wear a mask. I'll share this story, and I'm actually going to go over the law, what the law of Oklahoma actually says. It's not confusing, but maybe I am assuming, maybe I'm assuming too much. Maybe I'm assuming that these educators actually know how to read. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Okay, I'm going to set the context here. I'm going to read this bill. Senate Bill number 658. One more time. Oklahoma Senate Bill 658. This is the bill that was passed recently that actually says you can't require students You can't require anybody within the school systems of Oklahoma to wear a mask. And the reason for that is everything I just cited. I shared with you a column that I wrote 
a week or so ago, where I cited the research of Allie Beth Stuckey. Start following her. Allie Beth Stuckey. Everything Ms. Stuckey does is excellent. And she did some great research around the world. Not here, just here in the United States, but she pulled her research from around the world. Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Japan, Oxford, England, the New England Journal of Medicine here in the United States, Israel. She pulled data from across the world, international data, longitudinal data, data that went all the way back to 2010 and then forward to 2020 on the question of masks and whether or not those masks work. And the overwhelming conclusion in study after study for over 20 years is no, they do not work. They are inefficient, if not completely ineffective. And that wearing one makes you feel better about the situation, but the facts should matter more than your feelings. But we live in a time and a day where they don't. So if wearing a mask makes you feel good, then Joe Biden's going to tell you to wear a mask. And if you don't, you're going to be thrown in the pokey, I guess. That's where we are. That's where we are as a culture. You know, the last I knew when I defended my dissertation at Michigan State University, I had to bring forth data and defend it on the basis of the facts therein and not just trot on in and say, well, I feel that this is the way it should be. I would have been laughed out of the room if I would have suggested that my feelings were more important than the data that I was supposed to collect and present and then defend. That's what good research is supposed to do. And Allie Beth Stuckey did it. And these fact checkers at Twitter and Amazon and Google and Facebook or wherever the heck they work, these 14-year-old fact checkers or 24-year-old fact checkers that don't know anything are going out there and telling me that I don't have my facts right and telling Allie Beth Stuckey that she doesn't know what she's talking about when she and I are citing the data. The data. One more time. The data. The scientific data, the facts on whether or not masks work. Well, in light of that reality, a word that maybe we should revisit and maybe send the definition of it to our local school board and our school superintendent and principal and their woke entourage that they've hired to teach our kids that a female is a fantasy rather than a fact, and our Constitution is a document that's been produced by white privilege rather than one that was providentially given to us by God and thereby set the standard for the freest society in the history of humanity. Oh, no, we don't want to talk about that. We're just going to deconstruct it, tear it down, and try to build something new out of the ashes of the United States of America. And that new thing will be the divided states, the divided states. One more time, the divided states of America. Because critical theory and all of this critical analysis and deconstructive crap that we're being fed by our schools is going to do nothing but burn the house down. 
and they don't even care who's in the house while it's burning. All that said, now they've shown their cards that they have no intention of abiding by the law. None whatsoever. We know that they're sidestepping and dancing around the prohibition that the state of Oklahoma now has on teaching critical race theory in the class. We know they're doing that. Joy Hoffmeister's own page, the page that extols the wonderful virtues of social-emotional learning, SEL, which is nothing but critical theory under a different name. All they did is change the label to protect the guilty, and now they're shoving social-emotional learning down your kid's throat and into your kid's mind and corrupting your kid's soul with the same nonsense. They're violating the law, people, and you need to be aware of what they're doing. Well, now they're doing it with regard to masks. Here's what the law actually says. Senate Bill 658. Go Google it. You can read it. Here's the pertinent portion of the law. It's Section 2, Item A. Section 2A. A Board of Education of a Public School District or a Technology Center School District, the Board of Regents of an institution within the Oklahoma State System of Higher Education, the Governing Board of a Private Post-Secondary Educational Institution, the Oklahoma State Regents for Higher Education, the State Board of Education, or the State Board of Career and Technology Education, shall not. Now, for those of you who are woke out there, The words shall not are defined as follows. You will not do this. You cannot do this. You shall not do this. Don't do this. If you do, it's illegal. That's what the words shall not mean. Number one, require a vaccination against coronavirus, COVID-19, as a condition of admittance to or attendance of the school or institution. Number two, require a vaccine passport as a condition of admittance to or attendance of the school or institution. Or three, implement a mask mandate for students who have not been vaccinated against COVID-19. Section B, As used in this section, vaccine passport means documentation that an individual has been vaccinated against COVID-19. Item C, nothing in this section shall be construed to apply to any public or private health care setting. Section 3, this is a new law, a new section of the law to be codified in the Oklahoma statutes as section 1210.190 of Title 70. Okay, was anything there confusing? Was anything there confusing? No. No. Basically, you can't require kids to wear masks. Why? Because they don't work. That's why. And pretending otherwise, just because it makes you feel good, is stupid. And we should stop these people from using our kids in some sort of social experiment where they have to walk around with these pieces of paper on their face, breathing contaminated air, 
being taught to be mindless lemmings, subservient servants of the elite, of the oligarchs, of the smart folks in our culture. And if you violate any of this, you're a murderer. You're a murderer. You don't care. You're not a real Christian because you don't care about the safety of others. Well, I care about their souls. And if their souls are so corrupted by this forced compliance that they can't think their way out of a paper bag any longer, then maybe the mask is doing more harm than good? You think? And if they're being brainwashed into bowing the knee to the government every time the government asks them to do something that's asinine and foolish, maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe that's not the best for our citizens, for our kids, for our public, for our country. Maybe it's not the best testimony for the church to just march along aimlessly. I'm tired of pastors trying to shame us as if we're killing people because we don't want to wear something that doesn't work. And I've got an article right in front of me, a new article that has come out from the Daily Mail out of Great Britain. And that article makes it very clear, very clear, that surgical face masks do not stop people from being infected with COVID-19. That's right from the headline of the Daily Mail. Here's just a brief excerpt. Face masks used by many during the pandemic are not enough to avoid people from being infected by COVID-19, an alarming new study has found. The study is from the University of Waterloo in Canada, and it showed that surgical masks that have been become popular during the pandemic were found to be, you ready for it? Only 10% effective. 10%. 10% effective. And we're running around acting like we're safe because we've got something on our face that is 90% ineffective. If it's that ineffective, and if the COVID crisis, if the pandemic is, is as terrible as we're being told, then they better come up with a better idea than something that is 90% ineffective and then just turn us all loose to get on airplanes and walk around and pretend that all is well because we've got a porous piece of paper on our face. I'm just tired of these people. This is nonsense. This is lunacy. This research goes on, this article goes on to discuss this research that came out of Canada. And it says... Uh, the ventilation tests revealed even modest ventilation rates provide the same level of protection as the highest quality masks. What does that mean? That if you have decent ventilation in your building, that it is providing the same level of protection as the highest quality masks. N95 masks, masks that are even better than these crappy pieces of paper. And these diapers, these cloth masks that they hand to you at the airport if you forgot to bring your porous pieces of paper. They're saying that if you just have good ventilation, that you're getting the same, if not better, protection than you would get from the highest quality mask. Why are we ignoring this? Why? Because we're being conditioned to bow the knee to Big Brother. We're criticizing people like Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis 
of Texas and Florida. We're criticizing our own legislature here in Oklahoma. We're criticizing Governor Stitt. We're criticizing anybody who just wants to raise his hand and say, excuse me, this doesn't make any sense. Have you read anything lately about the ineffectiveness of these masks? Why do you think that this is doing any good? Why would you do this? And by the way, viruses have been around for how long? Oh, since the beginning of time? And we've never shut down the entire free world before? Because a virus was running around that had a 99% survival rate? What in the world would we do if a virus was out there that only had a 95% survival rate? We'd probably give ourselves over to Vladimir Putin or Red China. or the next Mao Zedong, or Hitler, or Mussolini, anybody that would keep us safe, right? Because that's our priority. Freedom be damned. Well, here we go. I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning. The Tulsa Public Schools has confronted one of the good guys out there, one of the good teachers out there that's actually trying to do a good job teaching his students where he can see their faces and he can communicate with them effectively as the result and they can see his face and we actually have personal relational interaction as we're talking to one another. You know, the good old days when you actually saw someone smile. (sighs) Here's a letter that one of the good teachers received. And I'm going to keep his name out of it. And I'm not going to mention the exact school. And I'm not going to mention the school superintendent or the principal. The names are being withheld to protect the innocent from the guilty. Hey, I'm going to just say Joe Smith. I hope all is well. I'm reaching out to you because we've received more complaints today regarding a couple teachers not wearing their masks at all. You happen to be one of the teachers named, and I'm just reaching out to see if you are refusing to wear a mask or if this is just an oversight. I know that wearing a mask is hard, but it is an exception within our district. Excuse me. Uh, um. That was a mistake on my part. Let me go back and read that sentence again. I know that wearing a mask is hard, but it is an expectation within our district that students and staff wear masks when in our buildings to help reduce the spread of COVID. Did you hear that? It is an expectation within our district, Tulsa Public Schools, that students and staff wear masks when in our buildings to help reduce the spread of COVID. It's illegal to have that expectation. You can't tell students to do that, and you shouldn't be telling staff, i.e. teachers, to do it either. The letter goes on. It's also been reported that several of your students are not wearing masks. It would be very helpful if you could encourage them to mask up during the school days so that not only we can stay in school, but so they can have a great experience. Mr. So-and-so and and I are open to discussing any concerns or issues you have regarding the mask expectation. Thank you. Well, I know that this teacher met with this person, 
And I know that he said politely that he wasn't going to wear a mask because, and he explained in very clear terms, the ineffectiveness of doing so. And here's the letter he got in response to that meeting. Dear Mr. Smith, thank you for your honesty and transparency in letting Mr. So-and-so know that you do not intend to wear a mask at all unless there is a city mandate. I will continue to communicate the expectations of the district and our building regarding masks. Although you have made it clear that you refuse to follow this expectation at this time, it is my expectation that you continue to push the expectations to all students in your classes and the students with whom you have the most influence. As a department leader, I sent an email the other day asking you to talk with colleagues regarding wearing masks. I will follow up with all teachers. As I realize now that requesting you to do that may have put you in an uncomfortable position. Please come and talk to me directly if you have any concerns about this follow-up email. Well, I would have concerns. This person has made it repeatedly clear that he or she intends to violate the law and force this expectation. Read between the lines. You're being pressured. We are requiring you to do so. And if you don't, we're going to write you up and put this letter in your file because you're refusing to follow my directives and my expectations. Thank you for your honesty and transparency. But I will continue to communicate the expectations I have regarding masks, even though you've made it clear that you refuse to follow this expectation. You, do you think that letter is going to go in this person's file? You can bet your bottom dollar. Do you think this person is being set up for discipline? You can bet your bottom dollar. He's following the law. They are not. But yet, who's at risk for discipline? For termination? The law-abiding citizen is. And the one thumbing their nose at the law doesn't care. These are the people teaching your kids. My view... They should all be fired. This is deplorable. This is awful. It's a power play. It's a power play and nothing more. They could care less. They've got the ring of power. They've got their precious. And they're not going to let it go. In times of universal deceit, and this is deceit if there ever was any, truth is the only rebellion left. You need to defend these teachers who are rebelling by waving the banner of truth. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.